Welcome, it is Monday Club and I am Fat Sam. Now, I've got a deal for you. Go and check out expertelectrical.co.uk. They're the UK's number one online wholesaler. They specialize in industrial and commercial stuff, um, but they do a range of everything really. Check them out, they might revolutionize the way you do business, if I can even get them words out correctly. Um, quote Bundy 10 and get your 10% discount. They are the UK's number one. Why not go and check them out? Expertelectrical.co.uk. Now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Monday Club. Hello. That was pretty good. Yes! <laughs> Come on. Kimmy oh. who? <laughs> oh, you're out of order, oh. Nick. <laughs> Listen, um, so today, um, Kimmy is doing what Kimmy does. Like, no one really knows what she does. Like... She's just a law unto herself. She's just gone on a mission somewhere down to Cornwall, like decided to just go on holiday for a week. You I think know? she's going to, to find crystals on a beach with a pickaxe. It sounds if you she said that to me and you, you'd go. Yeah, probably. Sounds like Kimmy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Have fun. So she, she's out gallivanting. Um, and I called on the um the very lovely Sum Sparkette, Summer Collins from Instagram to jump in and fill the void left by Kimmy. And here she is. Listen, because I said something else earlier, I can't say it now. <laughs> Why not? Because we have sponsors and we've got to be responsible. Um, very yeah, very responsible. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, Summer, um, tell us a little bit about you, how long you've been in the game, where you are from. Um. I've been doing it for six years, so... You best be qualified. Of course I'm qualified. I've been qualified for like a year and a half. Qualified. So if you're, yeah, so if you're what, you're 23, so it's straight from school to college like I did. Like, oh, okay. I went and did art for three weeks and then quit and then became a (laughs) payroll administrator and then didn't like that. So then I became an electrician. (laughs) Boom. Did you do? Did you do? Um, like, are you? Do you have your gold card? I do have my gold card. Unlike oh, some yes. people, come on, legit <laughs> right, right here, legit Nick, Nick, my domestic installer friend. Welcome to the party. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, well done, guys. I'm very proud. Uh, so, um, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> Well, you're the first. I think you're the. Don't think there's another gold card Sparky, uh, female Sparky, that I know of. Out their time. I don't know. You might be the one and only legend. I am. Come on, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> right. So, um, what did you do? Like, tell me the history. Like, have you done commercial, domestic? Yeah, so I started in commercial when I lived in Luton, and then, um, so that was, well, I used to do churches for two years, and then I moved company because I didn't like heights very much. What do you mean you did did churches? Like, we used to do, like, rewire churches, like, do all, like, Dali lighting and things like that. I went to quote a church of ages ago, and it was all at MICC cable, and they wanted it replacing with that, and I was like... Nah, no, we just did FP200 for everything. We never yeah. put FP2 back in. But 
And then I moved on to another firm so I could get a bit more experience with other stuff. And did an industrial and was doing more like new build hospitals. Go on. And now I've gone backwards and I'm now a domestic spark. Not backwards. Well, well, well hang, hang on a second. Um, <laughs> let's just, let's go back for what you just said and we'll rephrase like, that. I've gone back. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> like, what did you prefer then? So you prefer a commercial, industrial over domestic? Yeah, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. So, uh, <clears throat> no, so uh, yeah, wrong. So, um, <laughs> but let me I tell you this. Can't go anywhere from this. Go on, Sam. I've gone backwards as well. So, um, to, oh, we, oh. this week <laughs> I started um, with a new firm locally because my whole, my whole thing about moving down the coast which I'll probably say on every single episode now. Um, oh, you moved on the coast? Yeah, Well, yeah. You should have um, said. Oh, wow. I must have said about a thousand times. But one of the things was um, to get better work-life balance. I didn't want to be doing an hour and a half on a train or whatever it was getting around town. So there's not that much commercial and industrial down here. Um, there's bits and pieces, but it's not consistent, if you like. Um, and there's a company around the corner, Dave, like... You have to watch my YouTube channel, Fat Sam Electrical, to find out how I got the job. Um, and anyway, uh, yeah, I've got this job, and it's just going around doing bits and pieces. And it's bloody awesome. I've had a great day. Um, I'm within 15 minutes of my house. It's brilliant. Welcome <laughs> to my world. Domestic spark, you know. It's brilliant. It's so less stressful. Yeah. Um, no yes, one telling me what to do. That's stressful. When you're commercial the brain's never on you and things go wrong yeah well this is it you like, know it's not really my fault <laughs> yeah but it's like you're working to a drawing most of the time and then if you have to improvise somewhere along the line you kind of after you've been in the game long enough like me and um summer over here you kind of know how to work it out <laughs> yeah, i mean i don't know about you Craig. i have done commercial industrial to start with that's like what yeah. i did yeah, so like I did the drawings, and I thought it was so interesting. I I actually the video I did the other day, I emptied some of my mum's loft out as helping her, and I brought down a box of the stuff that I'd put up there, which was old drawings of the count, massive counter buildings I did. And I was showing Adam, and I found it dead interesting. And I said, "This is all the keys, this is all the bits and bobs," and he's literally stood there like, "I don't care <laughs> at all." And he looked at it like it just just gibberish, and I'd like trying to go back to it obviously you get used to it again, but it was dead interesting. It was nice to see you like you turn up, is your materials work it out, get your measurements, crack on. But for a domestic, when we're doing rewires, I get to add a right, let's lift all the floorboards up and then we can assess where we're going to run stuff. Like, we turn up to jobs where we have no idea how we're going to run stuff sometimes. It's, it's definitely too... Oh, I like to be organised and know what I'm doing. Mm. Well, there you go. All right, calm down. <laughs> oh, she's stuck. <laughs> stuck uh, yeah. Go on, Craig. You can use your organisation skills. In the mm. yeah, yeah, we do do. I mean, if we can get enough site visits tonight, I've just gone and visit uh, yesterday for a rewire. We're starting in, not this week, but the following week, and um, went round where we're going to put the board, where we're going to do all the stuff and work out in advance. But sometimes when we just go and do one quote, let's say I'm there for 45 minutes to quote a rewire, I don't normally site visit until the day we then turn up to start the job. And by then, I've gone... 50 of the quotes, it's three and a half months has passed, and I could do with going to do checkups before, but what is good is sometimes we just run around with the phone, record a few bits, so I can just refresh my memory a little bit, but yeah, I live and learn. 
Um, yeah. I found it. That's it, Jimmy. Jimmy Curry does it. Every time. Sorry, Sam. No, it's all right. I'm listening. You're Craig speaking, but I think you're a bit delayed on Sam's. That's all. I think, yeah, yeah I think there's some. Um, it's, it's annoying me. But anyway, it's Zoom. It happens. Let's all get over it and move on. Um, let's talk about Sam some more. So, um, so I started no, this no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Craig was speaking about Jamie Curry, so be quiet. There we go. Go on, Craig, after you. So, yeah, J- Jamie does like videos of every job and then saves them into files so that if it's different teams going to a job or if it's him going back, it's all there and they make up a list of everything. Again, they're only doing rewires, so it's slightly different when you go to every job, but he keeps it all in a file. So there's a job, and then whenever whoever's, whatever team's going to that job, he sends that full file with all the material list, all the videos, what they think they're going to do, how they're going to get around the corners, and, and the client gets it as well, so they know if they need to move everything out the loft or if they need to tidy up what room first, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you can use your organisation skills in domestic as well, and you can... If you do it well, you'll kind of see. It's not the same still. I know, but ugh, you're hiding. You're hiding behind another team then, aren't you? Yeah. I like right. responsibility. Like, like, depending like tray and basket and things, that's more interesting because you actually have to learn how to do angles and shit. Whereas... I loved doing tray work. I yeah. Loved- I, I'm a big fan of all things in dust. She's no, I'm a big fan of all things industrial. Um, and going over to the old commercial side, not commercial, um, domestic that I've been going over today, um, it's been interesting. Like, one of the things I had to do was, um, rewire in a uh, occupied house, so they didn't sucks. suck so bad. And, like, let's be fair to them, it's not the best house in the world the the tenants are like they've got their own set of issues and stuff it's not the greatest one like if you read between the lines of what i said there um it's um but i had to just change the board today like because we've got to do it in stages because they've got to clear out a room at a time and then we've got to do it all surface it, oh, it's death it's death but i've done the board today i went and done um eyed up another job um putting in a car charger um electric vehicle charger that's gonna that's my first one so that's gonna be really interesting um and i'm gonna do a better one than artisan and Ooh. and mark and mark allison Ooh. with his with his long forehead um and then <laughs> and then it's um big you, listen I've got a big forehead coming. Look yeah, look, mine goes sideways. It doesn't go right back. It's like all the way. Yeah, this, you must be getting to a point now where you're like, listen, we've got a cool time. You're going to have a caterpillar. Maybe maybe a hair transplant or just a just like a skinhead. Where are you going to get ginger hair transplants for? No, they take anywhere it out of the back of your head, don't they? Anywhere in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anywhere in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so and then I've got and then I've got like a uh, second fix on a rewire to do, which is always a bit, bit ropey. So I've got to go and test it all first and stuff. And then I've got EICRs to do at the end of the week. Don't even know how to do them. Don't, don't ring me. No, it's all right. I've already got the boss involved. 
Mark Allison, he's going to walk me through what I need to do because, okay. you know, if you're going to ask anyone, ask someone. Uh, yeah, I'd ask Mark as well, to be fair. <laughs> Him or Dave, fact. But yeah, so, mate, I'm just so excited to be working. Like, I had lunch on the beach today. I had lunch on the beach. I just pulled up next to, next to a random beach and sat there and ate my sandwiches. And it was so blessed. That's nice. It is nice. It's nice. Well, it is actually really nice. I do it most days as well. See, this is what I'm saying. So where whereabouts are you from, Summer? Uh, I'm from Luton, but I moved to Portsmouth last year. Oh, like okay. weeks before COVID and ruined my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> so you're really south then? No, I'm more south. Portsmouth's up the road. You're a bit to the left, aren't you? Listen, I'm souther than anyone else. What's that? South of in Cornwall? Well, right. Cornwall's the exception. Right. I'm in Kent, um, the Kent coast. It's right down. No, maybe it's not. I don't know. Who I cares how far south I am? I thought you were east. Are you east coast? Are you east- west coast? No, he's west. East. More west. No, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm east coast. Right down the bottom, south coast, oh. really. Bro, I'm on the east side. Yes. Okay. And Portsmouth is on the Canal West, isn't it? No, Portsmouth's uh, only up the road. Portsmouth's like two hours that way. Only up the road. That's uh, a short trip for Sam. Listen, Nick, what did you do this week? What did I do? I can tell you what I did today. Oh, boring. Delicious. No, it's not, though, is it? Because jealous, that's what you are. Um... Did a literally went and did a call out this morning and couldn't fix it. Extractor fan just said they need a new one for the estate agents. And then I went and emptied my van, picked up my mountain bike, went and picked my mate up and went up the local white well, school canic chase. Um, went mountain biking for two and a half hours. And okay. um, yeah, it's, I need to do it. I looked on the you know, Strava, it's like a, the app you have on your yeah. phone, like for running on it. I looked on it, thought, oh, it's been a while. Let's have a like recorded it. And it was last July I last went on it. I was like, it's been nearly a year. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" But I had a I had a great time. My mate was absolutely blowing most of it. So I'm unfit now, but he is he's ex bodybuilder, so he's still massive, but he's severely unfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was like, "Oh, mate, I'm absolutely dying. Can we stop for a bit?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah. If you want to stop, it's fine." Like inside, I was like, oh, "Thank God for that." <laughs> You're um, gonna have sore legs tomorrow. It's my ass. I'm not used to sitting on a bike seat, um, getting absolutely battered by it. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good day. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's kind of a bit wrong. Uh, but previous to that, we had been doing the week before. So last week for Monday Club, uh, you know the video I did on the brand new ha- brand new li- uh, house rewire that had been done, and the guy got in yeah. contact with the NIC, all that sort of stuff. So we were there rewiring a brand new rewired house, ripping out. So video did it's coming out tomorrow or last week for you guys, and um, yeah, it was an interesting one. To see some of the stuff that they'd done and thought it was acceptable, and what the NIC had to say was a bit. I think no. I think I've seen some of the. Did you put some of the pictures on? Was it online, or did you send it to us? Uh, no, it was on YouTube. Put on uh, YouTube. I think I've seen some of it already. Well, I um, I actually did a bit of tray work in um, the guy's garage. So he's got a loft above the garage where all the cables used to run through above the boiler and all the heating pipes, and I thought. I'll try that out for a video. Hang on, let me try and... Uh, hey! That's a bit like yours, Sam. Remember that one that you had to get the guy to help you to get in the tight space? 
Hey man, don't bring that up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I was I was chuffed with it, and I thought go out the boundaries a little bit. You know, we put a bit of tray in domestic, and and it worked well. It was an absolute pig because the loft hatch was this big. I didn't fit up. Um, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, definitely for video, you didn't need to do that. Didn't need to do that. You could have clipped it across the beams and whatnot. Yeah. But I did say to the customer when I went, I can use a bit of tray. It means because he's having an extension, you see. So most of that scene is going to get dropped. Okay. At least if it's on the tray, it's up out of the way. It can be more cables can be run in because I put a bigger tray in uh, for the future. So yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Good. Um, Would I do it again? Probably not. Well, how many times did you find me asking me how to do that? Uh, be careful. Be careful. Oh, none, none. <laughs> Just let you all know. <laughs> no, he didn't really. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Craig probably done nothing, so we're going to go over to some, some, yeah. some. Um, what oh. did you do last week? Oh my god. Um, I got to do a little bit of solar. Um, expand upon this. Um, I didn't really do much. I was the muscle and I uh, just held it up so that they could do it. Um, I oh, just the panels? Yeah. They're actually quite awkward and I'm a little bit scared of heights. So dodgy scaffolding does is not my best friend. And so I did that for just the day. And then I got to work in a really, really big house. He's got like 10 acres of landscaped gardens. And it's mm. massive. That's his proper house i was also in his second house oh okay as well need to yeah so, so if anything you've gone up in, in the world of domestic because you're now working in mansions other than you know yeah on normal work we work in like the higher end houses but obviously like with all the rules changing with rental properties recently i've probably done like 150 board changes so yeah. Sucks, that's why it? i don't like domestic because it's just been board changes for the past yeah. year Oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not mad at ball changes. That you plot up, sit there, do your ball change. You know, sticker it all up, all happy with yourself. As as Nick likes to say, these are very good stickers. Oh, where has that come from? Like I saw this on the video, and I was like, right. So I said they're good stickers once, and then. Like who's been saying this? Someone been saying it behind my back. Is that what's happened here? I don't know. Listen, I don't know. All I know is Nick's <laughs> Nick got interviewed no, Mark, by Skullball. Mark said something about it. Mark said something about how good you rated the stickers. I think, and that's yeah. where it's from. So our friends at Skullmore done a, um, and they are our friends at Skullmore. We love SGTV, and um, they come and interviewed Nick about their new boards and uh, a loose Elysian. Someone had cut this tiny segment out of the whole thing um, of Nick saying, yeah, well, there's like, what do you like most about our boards? And Nick was like, well, it's a nice colour of white and uh, yeah, good, good stickers. <laughs> someone, someone cut that, the video. Oh, wow. Where's this video then? <laughs> I might cut, oh. cut it in. What I'll do is I'll cut it into the podcast. Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. Good stickers. So um, they are good stickers. If you fit the normal boards or the random stuff that I fit, you know what it's like. That you come to a sticker sheet and it's just <laughs> crap. At least this one made sense. Oh, but they obviously emphasize stuff when you're being videoed and yeah, doing stuff like yeah. So this, that, and the other. I'm like, yeah. But obviously we had like 15 takes from four cameras and this, that, and the other. And I'm looking this way and that way. 
And I obviously must have said that out. I mean, if you actually had the raw footage, I probably said that about 42 times in the day. Good stickers, good stickers. I like the stickers. They're good stickers. But, With um, solar power, yeah, whatever. But listen, when you put it out there, you're going to get people edit stuff, and it's funny. It's funny. It's fine. Um, it's fine. So, yeah, so... So I like sitting there doing the stickers and stuff and making it look all nice. I like doing a, a clean board. Um, today's one, I still done my best with what was there because I had to put the old circuits back in. So, but I didn't want to put it back in, like, just like sling it in. Like if someone took the board, took the cover off, wanted them to be like, oh, he took, he put some effort into that, yeah. you know. And uh, I bought a tails kit today, and I bought the tails stuffing gland. I felt quite and that the is the one. Mm, don't know. Okay. It goes from forty to thirty-two. They're like yeah. the best ones I've used. Did you have a reducer on them or not? No, I didn't have a reducer. It was just like a it's like a stuffing gland, but with the the rubber bit. Yeah. And I got that idea from you, Nick, because you do that a lot. Well, we we've done it a lot with a lot of them, but we don't do rear entry. Hey, the we obviously use the tails gland, but a lot of the time when we're using the tails gland, I actually take out the tails clamp on it because it renders it useless. It just gets in the way. So obviously, you know what I mean by the tails clamp no. at the top. So above the your main isolator, you have a little bar here that pinches down yeah. your main tails. People didn't have them. <clears throat> yeah, some of them do, some of them don't. But when most of the time nowadays they do, we just take them out for using the. Yes. Well, uh, this, was, this was a Hager board I used today. Uh, yeah, to Hager, Hager. You have to buy them separately. They don't come with them in. Hager split load board. They didn't want to fork out for RCBOs and all that. So. I just slung that in, and, and I was quite impressed with that uh, old stuffing gland routine. Um, mm. What else? Uh, yeah, so back to some. Let's not talk about Sam the entire podcast. It's starting to become a bit like a, the other podcast out there. Um, some. So, so you've done some uh, bits and pieces last week. Let's elaborate on the solar. So you've done the solar. What now? And then I went to the fancy house. Oh, Fancy um, House. What did you do at Fancy House? Um, they're converting the barn into two bedrooms so that family can come and stay. So just did some lights and a few extra sockets and things. Nothing too fancy there. We, we yeah. haven't asked. Are you self-employed then? or do you? Do you no, employ? I work for the firm. Oh, so you're PAYE. Is it a JIB yeah. firm? No, no. Do you no. get paid JRB rates or do you get paid better than that? I get paid decent wage. Good. That's what we <laughs> like to hear. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're a nice firm. They're really good, to be fair. Good. Um, it's nice to hear. Um, Craig, what the hell did you do last week? Um, See, this is that bullshit again. Yeah. <laughs> I, did do I, bought, I bought a race car. I bought a van. I think we know about the van. So I bought a oh, van. Oh, yeah. No, we don't know about the van. We know about we know about the van. The viewers don't know about the van. The van's boring, to be honest. It's just an old van. Uh, so I bought a van, but before... So this week, last week was actually quite a good week for us business-wise because we won a contract we've been going after for about four weeks. So, and it was our contract for a national letting agent. So we are going to cover all of ours um, for all of Scotland and the north of England, and we're going to cover all their compliance for all of Scotland and the north of England. 
So when you say compliance, because I know you do you do electrical compliance, so all like the ECR, EICRs and stuff like that, and you do gas as well, don't you now? Yeah, so effectively for a, for a landlord to rent out a property in Scotland, slightly different in England, but it's going to come into play next year, you need a gas safety every year, an EICR up to five years or change the tenancy, a PAT report, a Legionella risk assessment, and a valid EPC so energy performance certificate, and you also need to demonstrate that your uh, fire detection's up to standard. So you need five certificates to rent your property out, and majority of them get done every year, except in the ICR. But if there's a change of tenancy, then there's any ICR done. So that's what we would call compliance. Um, so as, as a company, we go out there and do all of them in one visit. So we are doing that for a letting agent, uh, quite a big probably second biggest, I think, in the UK. Um, so we are going to do that on a monthly subscription package. So they pay us per property per month. And it doesn't matter what needs done, we just do it every month see, and we cover the call-outs as well. See, the subscription nice. method is a one, isn't it? Because you've got, ah. you're sort of guaranteed your monthly income for like the length of the contract. So you kind of know where you are. As long as you keep it to a certain level, you're all right. Yeah, because right now is we are we're struggling to get in a lot of money because even though you're doing work for the letting agent, you're actually doing it for the landlord on behalf of the letting agent. So it either needs to come from the rent or the landlord. But see if it's a see if it's a property line empty and the letting agent have not demanded the money up front for what you're doing, you need to wait for the rent to come in or for the landlord to pay the letting agent. So tell me about it. Yeah, you go round and round in circles, but if you're doing like a thousand EICRs and get and all every all the time, it's you're constantly chasing that. So my my method 18 months ago was get private landlords and letting agents and housing associations on a monthly package. So A, you're contracted for a year, two years, or whatever you want, they pay you monthly. The thing is, is when you if I was to tell you what the prices were each month. You would think that's not great, but if you average it over five years, you get all your money. Yeah, no, listen, you don't have to give out your, your trade secrets. I know that the subscription thing works and it works yeah. better than it works better. Like even with boxing now, now I don't know if you know about DAZN and Sky Sports, they've done the same thing. So Sky used to do pay per view. So some of the, the, the boxing matches would be like, 80 quid and stuff well DAZN do a subscription so it's 5.99 or whatever uh, or i think it's actually 2.99 so and you get all the all the fights on it so they obviously that's like the netflix subscription yeah. everyone's got netflix so they're, they're they're bringing in like billions of pounds a week just from netflix and uh, if you do the same like what what you need is um lots of people subscribing you do you need to you need to go so you need to go after it see that it's changing people's mindset on it because they think that they're paying too much but at the very start monthly they think it's a big bill but if you show them how much it would be for an EICR and everything in the one go and it's like 500 pounds they would think so they're not making any money and then if they're paying their mortgage they're maybe only making 100 pound a month so that's five months of income it needs to go in one month for certificates, but if they spread it over 12 months, it's a no it's a no-brainer. The why I'm doing it is it puts a massive worth on the business. So it makes the business worth a lot more than 
trying to demonstrate that you're doing, you can do 100 DICRs in a week. You can actually show that somebody's paying you. It doesn't even matter if you go out and do them. You're already getting paid mm. for it. Yeah, that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing. But obviously it's got to be volume. <clears throat> you can't do it with 20 customers. You've got to have 100 no, customers to make it work. A thousand probably. You've got to start somewhere. So you like, you generally just build up and build up. But the, the other thing there is you need to have something in the background that manages it and runs it because you can't do it personally. You've got to, so we use a thing called Stripe that does our card payments, but also manages our monthly subscription. So it flags up what ones are not being paid. Uh, and what ones are coming near to the end and stuff like that. So you need, you need, it makes it sound good and rosy, but you actually need to pay for quite a lot of stuff in the background to make sure it runs well and profitable. So that's basically my week was finalising all that, signed the contract on Thursday, um, and it's like seven and a half thousand homes on a uh, out of our service. Listen, we're going to be tapping you up for sponsorship soon, bro. <laughs> we're gonna be is this gonna be sponsored well, I haven't had any money in yet so <laughs> we're gonna be sponsored by Quinnergy real soon <laughs> I can send down some kind I am bro listen stop talking about how great you are yeah it's like talking to Nick right oh wow cool <laughs> Nick come on stop being such a whinge bag right um let's go over to our friends at SWA um, the leading brand in SWA stuff. Um, Glands. No, Glands and cleats. Cable and support. Cable, cable support. And just be awesome. Huh? Do they do cable? No, no, they don't do cable. They do all cable accessories like Glands, cleats. Um, you name it, they do it. That supports cable. Listen, I've got these. Listen, do you know what's winding me up right now? And why I can't concentrate. I've got two seagulls, right? Boyfriend and girlfriend, or husband and wife, whatever, yeah? And my little daughter thinks it's okay to take her crust from her toast out every day and throw it outside my shed, right? So now, this is where they live. And they walk about on my shed when I'm doing a podcast, and it's them, it's, it's my wife and my child throwing out food for them. I told them to stop it. it drives me mad. And then, oh. the other day, the seagull was in the house. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, mate. I'm like, no, get out. <laughs> so what's this about? I know he's outside my shit. Go away. <sighs> Seagull problems. Who would have thought? Yeah. Right. right. Over to Dan at SWA. Have they got Seagull repellent? Hi all. Dan here from SWA and welcome to this week's tech topic. Now for this week, I'd like to know from you guys what is a level of understanding of the different acronyms relating to fire retardant products, such as LSF versus LSZH. Are these clear? Now here at SWA, we do a range of cable accessories that are fully low smoke zero halogen. A great example would be our CW armored cable gland, which comes with either a PVC shroud or a low smoke zero halogen shroud. But again, I'd like to know from you guys if you think these terminologies are clear and easy to understand. Thanks all. Okay, so thank you very much, Dan. As always, interesting um, food for thought. Um, seagull problem's gone now. Right, uh, so Nick, explain the question, bro. So the difference between uh, LSF and LS, Craig, was it? So uh, with glands. So I didn't actually know, personally, 
that the other one even existed. And to be fair, I didn't even know that the gland shrouds were LSF anyway. Like it's never even occurred to me. I've never learned that. No. Most of the glands that we ever fit are outside for armor cables and whatnot, not doing commercial, but LSF stands for low smoke and fume. Fume, sorry, fume. And what's the other one stand for? Low smoke uh, zero halogen. Ah, uh, zero. So halogen. I don't know what the H stands for. Halogen, bro. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, did, we didn't have halogen up here. The halogen. I am blue. <laughs> okay. What does what's that for? Does so it's basically it's a lower emitting toxin, so it doesn't release any toxins into the environment. So it protects the people as well as the the environment it's in. So it's not really used very commonly, is it? It's more like on railways and airports yeah. and things. So railways, tunnels, um, I think it's used quite a lot in ships and it's used in cars. So that's probably why it's more coming into play now is because um, how I know about it is it's used more so in cars, electric cars, because it stops mm. any fumes into the car when you're driving, if, it's, if it burns. Oh, come on. Who says you don't learn anything from Monday Club? I feel smarter already. It's, it's nice. Was, Go on. Jumping across from that, like, with, have you seen all the stuff on the news? This happened a couple of years when Tesla's come out, but you know when the, like, a couple of electric cars set on fire, like, there was no way to put them out because of the batteries. Like, fire engines would turn up and they can't pour water yeah. on them. What was and that? They've had to come out with these new extinguishers. Because they had, I don't know if you ever saw it. You know when, like, New York flooded? Like, there was, like, a while ago, there was, like, loads of floods in America. And New York flooded. Was it New We're York? We're a lot younger than you. Not, yeah, not that are. long ago, bro. Like, a couple years. Uh, it was even, it wasn't New Orleans. It was definitely New York. And it flooded, like, big parts of it or whatever. And uh, they had, like, um, I think it was called... I can't remember. It wasn't Tesla, um, but it was like an up-and-coming electric car, supercar manufacturer, and all their cars got submerged, and the water got in, and they all set on fire, and they couldn't put them out even in the water. Oh, really? Yeah. They should make a movie about that, and you should star in it, Sam. I could be the fat hero. Uh, You could be an American. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, listen i want it to be just like armageddon i watched that the other day have you uh, what a film what, what a, a film, film. The, listen the most cheesy film of all time but even me and i don't buy into anything like this i'm even sitting there with like a lump in my throat at the end yeah yeah they did it <laughs> like a, so dumb but um some um mm. bringing you back into the fold here um, how long have you been doing domestic for now? Um, and go on. Two years ish. So, so you're very well rounded, Spark. I am. Yeah, a little bit. Do you do testing and all that? Have you got your two three nine one? Um, I haven't at the minute, but it's getting booked in for this year. But I know what I'm doing, so. You're gonna be fire. You're gonna be like the. I already f- am fire. You're gonna be like the first female spark with two three nine one gold card <laughs> approved spark. You may be that. <laughs> you like? You should have your own YouTube channel. You kick oh, our asses. There you go. God no, I don't like talking. Well, same, you know. same, same. <laughs> hey, neither does Sam. Yeah, Sam also hates cakes. Well, I definitely don't. I love them. 
Yeah, um, let's go with it. It's fine. But I like burgers more. If I had to choose between a cake and a burger, Ooh. I mean a burger. No, every cake every time. Uh, cake for me as well. Oh, I watched the, it come up on my Facebook earlier. Another podcast I listened to. They're having them on beard versus food. Obviously, you had man versus food a few years ago. Guy, English guy, massive beard, and he had this like triple stack burger with like barbecue pulled pork and onion rings the size of my head on it and everything. I was like, "Where is this restaurant? I need one now." Like, yeah. I don't eat this much of it, I'd be full. But I look at their stuff and go, like the man versus food stuff all, all across the US. And when they put up a little diner in the middle of nowhere and they go, oh, yeah, I'll have a steak and cheese baguette, which is That's this so- big. And they just scrape the cheese in it. And then all the all the meat falls. You're just like, why why don't we have that here? It would cost Every 100 pounds. Watch- yeah. yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I could eat that. Definitely mm. eat that. Yeah. But you know, you could. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna get. I just walk. I'm gonna make a sandwich. I'm gonna make a sandwich. Open it. Let me ham, tell you now. ham and butter. Yeah. I would love to try and eat that sort of stuff. Like but the thing is, I'm so fat already that I would have like serious like depression for about a week after eating something like that. I'd be eating it all happy and be like, "This is the best thing I've ever tasted." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy, but then for about a week after, I'd be like, "Just stay of me, babe, babe. Have you seen me? Oh, I'm so disgusting," and I'd hate it. So you know, I am trying. This is my this is my week that my week of going to the gym and trying to eat healthy. The what? I'm going to Adam. What's that, Jadam? Such a knob. <laughs> <sighs> this is my first week of eating healthy as well. And, and when I started we... a new fitness plan this week as well. There I you go. Oh, I put three on. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I don't barely ever drink water. I always drink cans of sugar-free Monster. And I really tried to stop it. And I went out on the bike today. Obviously, that hasn't helped at all. But last week, and I was trying it, and I weighed myself Sunday morning. I said, just my boxes. I thought, ready? Here we go. Got on it. It's like, how have I put weight on? It's I now weigh monster. over 17 and a half stone. I'm like, I was only just peaking 17 stone last week. Like, I barely eat. I've eaten salads all week and had breakfast for once and drinking litres and litres of water a day. I'm just full of water. That's all it is. I'm just bloated full of water. Wait. See, when you stop drinking the monster, did you get sore heads? Yeah. yeah I get a massive headache. I see. I've stopped coffee and tea and all that, and I've like I, my head is bursting all the time. Um, you shouldn't just go cold turkey. Just have like a little, like one can every day or one cup of coffee. I don't drink monster. It's just like coffee. I just I, I, I love have it. your coffee in the morning and then like one cup and then no more. Because if you go cold turkey, it fucks. It screws you up. Oh, listen, you can swear it's okay. We're well into the program now. Let's say program like we're a program, whatever. We're a Zoom call of nonsense. That is what we are, a Zoom call of nonsense. But um, I've started drinking um, Skull Crusher coffee because I find that, that? Not, it's nine it's nine cups of coffee in one. <laughs> Obviously, what? I have to go extreme. I like my kind of coffee. <laughs> it's, it's nine cups of coffee in one. Like It's that strong. Why? Um, because you know, like normal coffee that you put in, like so. I've got, I've got a percolator thing. You put it in. You like, you do your thing. You measure it out and you put it all in. Like that don't do nothing anymore. It's just like you're just drinking it and it's like all right. But this one I got bought for my birthday and it was so nice. And like honestly, I had one about half six, so that's probably why oh, I'm such a fiend now, sweating. Um, but yeah, it's it's brilliant. 
I don't really drink coffee. I think if I, only, if I ever have a coffee, it's like a toffee latte from McDonald's. Like, I just don't really like them. Girly drink. Sorry? It's a girly drink. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I've had enough. <laughs> I'd, rather bri- I'd rather a cup of tea any day. That's it there, Sam. That's it there. That's it there. That's cool. The, um, honestly, I, I only have one a day. Like, I ain't the strongest coffee. Yeah, I ain't trying to drink two a day or something. Um, and I only drink it when I'm really, f- like, like, if I'm tired. If I wake up in the morning, she's been awake all night. My, my beautiful little darling girl being awake Angel. all night. Angel. Angel, <laughs> yes. Um, and then you wake up in the morning, you're like, I feel like death. A normal coffee ain't cutting it. And down there, the closest Starbucks is, like, half hour away. So, because, star- listen, I ain't drinking Costa. Costa is so generic, it's not worth drinking. I don't like Costa, to be honest. Starbucks is about as strong as you're going to get over the counter. And then, so... But what do you rate a Mackey's coffee? Is that any good? No. Yeah, I am a coffee snob. But, listen, if you just want, like, if you want to be part, like, your ritual in the morning is to have a coffee, then, and, like, you don't want to get a pep from it, then McDonald's coffee is decent. Like, it's a pound. You go in there, you pay your pound, you get your little sticker. By the end of the week, you get a free coffee. Tastes Sweet. like dirty dishwater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Give it sound like it. Carry on. Um. So yeah, I'm Skull Crusher Coffee. Maybe we could get them to sponsor the have podcast. You, have you heard of a bulletproof? Is it bulletproof coffee? But yeah, bulletproof coffee with butter, like with butter or coconut oil or something. Yeah, like coconut it. oil and um butter. And I tried it, and it's. It's all right, but it tastes like it tastes like a heart attack. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, like, sounds like a heart attack. It's nice. I do like it, but it's just a pure faff to to make as well. It's a ball ache to make. The other thing is as well is um, if you're not doing like a like a, a balanced diet where you're like either ketogenic or your um carni- carnivore diet, you can't really have it because it's so much fat. And if you eat fat and carbohydrates together, that's when you get fat. So you've got to literally be all in on the fat and no carbs and drink bulletproof coffee. You can't just drink it and do carbs. You've surprised me with that intelligence, sir. That is actually... Um, Listen, I'm uh, a fat person and I've I've done every diet. I lack the willpower and the discipline... Um, but I do know how to diet. I just don't do it. It's exa- I had the same thing with Adam the other day. He just started going back to the gym. And obviously, he's not a big lad. He's he's only 18. He's he's, he's just naturally thin built. And he was like, oh, what do you do? So I was telling him, I, I did it for years, of, of what to do, when to do it, what to eat, what time to eat, what not to eat, and all sort of stuff. And he looked at him and was like, why are you on a diet? Like He knows that I put a, a load of weight on over lockdown. And he was like, if you know all this stuff, why aren't you doing it? I was like, can't be bothered, mate. I yeah. know how to do it all. I just can't be bothered. I said, I'll tell you to do it. I'll let you get bigger and I'll watch you. And I'll just sit here having McDonald's breakfast every now and then. It'll be fine. Yeah, it is. Listen, lockdown. Honest, the biggest downfall of growing up is actually getting to the gym and trying to get massive. Because when you come late 30s, no, it just, it's just, it kills you. You're better staying thin and athletic and wiry than you are getting big and bulky. Um, what I will say is, how old are you, Craig? I'm 40. So I'm 39. Have you considered testosterone replacement therapy? 
I have, well, I've, I've not thought about it, but I've kind of looked into it, I've, or I've looked into getting testosterone boosters. Um, Listen. So, metabolism, if you know what I mean. No, no. So, there's a hormone in men called testosterone that makes. Isn't that you, what just makes you horny, though? No. Not, not just that. It, it makes men feel good. It allows. Relax, woman. Um, it does make you. It does make you more virile as a man. But it also. But in women, you have estrogen, and that makes you feminine. And testosterone makes you masculine. And. So there's other benefits to it, health benefits, vitality, and things like that. Um, and I can't remember the point. But anyway... Um, it, helps it helps you get motivated. It helps you get your energy back, basically. Um, speak to me afterwards. Okay. Speak to me afterwards. Uh, you did it when you crossed your legs. It was like this weird sexual gaze you just gave each other. Uh, oh. It's pure Jimmy Savile look again. God, that was Listen, weird. It is Jimmy Savile. Um, no, I'm just so hot and I might die of like heat stroke in this, in this shed. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about testosterone and plays. This is not Joe Rogan podcast. This... Did you get yours, Sam? No, I haven't got anything from expert electrical. Not one thing. The t-shirts are there. Do you know, I was about to wear it for the podcast. I put it on. I was like, oh my God, I've got fat. And I was like, what on earth? I looked at them. I was trying to put Adams on medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. like they're trying to get in it. Like, what on earth? Can't find mine. So, so we're coming to the end of the podcast now. Um, mm. Tell us what is your words of wisdom out there? That so was for you, Summer. Oh, <laughs> uh... start talking to Kimmy. I don't really have any words of wisdom. What is your mu- listen? What would you say to the next generation of female spark coming through? Don't say get your gold card. That's all you need to say. Listen, unless you get your gold card, you're not a spot. You're a domestic installer. Relax. Gold card's what everybody needs to get the proper money. No, it's not. Trust me, it's not. No, it is not. If you won't, you won't get on a site, but. Clearly. This you is just but, want to this domestic work, which is yeah, and I want to stick with it. And this isn't like a flexible one, but if you were to put me in my position, the way I am, what I've built the business up to be by myself compared to someone that's just an employee, like let's say Sam who gets employed doing yeah. trade work and whatnot, or you guys, I reckon I could I would earn a considerably amount of more than you would. I know he does. It's unfortunate he does. That's why he's got a new van and a A gold card is just for the masses, so that it's, uh, it's... <laughs> it's a minimum required standard for to be considered an electrician on any site in the UK. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't tell you any better than the other spot. Listen, it means... half the people who have it shouldn't be a bloody spark. Oh, really? But, yeah, if you go on site, some of the people that have yeah, it, are, are some of the guys I know with gold cards are terrible electricians and they only, yeah. turn, they only turn up for the money and they hide behind the people that are next to them or their apprentices and then go home or yeah. or they turn up and all they can do is containment that yeah. would be for, honestly um, when I started out as a spark um, I but have not all gold card members not all but no, no hide. if you've got one that's you you can hide a, a certain degree but I'll be honest with you like 
I even uh, sort of alluded to this on um, on my uh, YouTube vlog, um, Fat Sam channel. Um, go subscribe, um, like, smash the button, whatever. Um, anyway, um, on there, I do talk about the fact that it's very easy to get caught in a trap when you're an industrial uh, slash commercial spark of just doing containment. It's so easy to just do containment. And then when it comes to, you very rarely get to see the wire inside of it. You might be able to pull in some of the basic circuits, but you can really get caught out if all you do for like three or four years is containment. My last two years of my apprenticeship was practically all containment and I hadn't done any wiring and then I went straight into domestic and was so confused. Well, you will because I hadn't done it in so long. And then you'll go from you'll go from domestic doing um wiring switches in twin and earth to going to wire down tube in singles, and then all of a sudden it's another thing. And when you start out early in your career, it's very easy to get muddled up. You start putting in extra neutrals or extra um, earths and stuff like that. And yeah, you can look like a bit of a div. Um, but again, it's all part of it's all part of learning. It just takes the time of like the varied doing varied things. Now, being a varied spot very often doesn't pay well. Like specialising in one area, like whether it's Quinergy doing it in. Uh, compliance nick doing it in house bashing that's where it starts paying well we're like being a well-rounded spark um long term, your niche yeah 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 you know, and you get well, stuck in a firm and then you yeah, yeah. and you get lauded in the firm but you're always stuck by their sort of their, their sort of pay scale and principles and stuff like that you're never really going to thrive doing that you've got you really should specialize in something that's, some just that's just the same as anything in life isn't that really you just probably yeah it's just whatever route you want to go down some people are quite happy like i've got good friends who are really good electricians that just that they're just happy with what they're doing they don't want to achieve enough out of life outside of work that they don't really need to they just want to turn up and do their job and then go home yeah, yeah they, what... for yourself yeah like, it'd be scary. Like, I'm so used to working for a firm now, I'd be too scared to go out and do my own thing. At the yeah. moment. At the moment. You never know where you're going to be in life. Yeah. But the thing is, it, it, it is so enjoyable being self-employed. I say I've really done it from day one. Uh, I just detested being told what to do by anyone in life, never mind someone that <laughs> thinks they know better. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, like, once you get past the barrier of realizing what you have to do and the understanding of the paperwork or the quotes, the invoices, the customers, the phone calls, life does become easier, but you have to understand as well. Like I said a minute ago, I earn more than the, the average guy doing that, but my work never stops. The moment you guys come home, you can just forget about it the next day. I literally have to answer the phone. I have people ring me at half 11 for quotes sometimes or emails and it just never, you never get to switch off. The weekends aren't yours barely ever. And it is enjoyable but when it gets to a point when you're too busy that's when you start pulling your hair out because it's you, you've lost the love for it a bit that's what happened to me a couple of years ago it's horrible yeah you get to a tipping point and you just need to employ more people or like you need to delegate that's the hardest thing is letting go letting go of your trust or your baby and giving giving letting somebody else take control of certain aspects of your business yeah, this is what I've just done. I had a meeting two weeks ago with my accountant. I have done my all my own paperwork for the past 13 years of being self-employed. Every month, end of month, 
weekly end of, end of year send it across to my accountant and he will go through all it was like I got that good at it last year or the year before I managed to work out how much tax I need to pay within it was one pound fifty I was out and he was like how have you done that I was like well I took it to account and looked through your past stuff or what you allow and he was like well that's an accountant's job I was like I just want to know how much money I owe and how much I've earned my parents got screwed over by an accountant years ago and it cost them a lot of money because yeah. they took the wrong advice. And I was like, I can't, I can't afford to get this wrong and lose the house or stuff for the kids. And the last two weeks I had a meeting, I sat down with them all. And from now on, cause I'm a VAT registered, I have to do VAT returns as well. I've got employee Adam and payroll and I've just handed everything over to him. Just gone. Yeah, you guys do it. Obviously I've got to pay them, but in the background, I, I am like, <laughs> I'm still writing loads of stuff down to make sure I know sort of what's going on because I can't let go of it. And that's, that's my issue. I don't trust everyone. Do you think that's like, obviously we talked about dyslexia. I've got Asperger's, right? So I think that's a part of being on the spectrum or having dyslexia that you have to be like in control or you need to know every step before it goes to the next part. You need to know everything's okay before you can move to the next area. Yeah. And this goes back to the video we did a couple of months ago with Mark about getting everything done. And then like with the unit that I wanted to rent, it was, I wanted to do it for six months and I just kept thinking worst case scenario, what if this happens? And then I've got to jump yeah, back I'm and I kind of, and I'm I just done it in my life. Every decision, I'm like 12 steps ahead before I make the decision. Yeah, that makes, it's like a super player. You're always like, what what about, what about this? What about that? What if we do that? You're always kind of thinking forward. And I think that's maybe what entrepreneurship might be or what makes you different from other people. Nice. But then, like, I would worry about that for ages. But then if I want to go down and buy a £1,000 camera, I'll just order it the same day. It's like, it makes no sense what I do. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Nick's like, got no fear about ordering expensive stuff. And listen, this is... What happens when you have money... Listen, there's something you need to know about Nick. Although he tells the most boring stories, he is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in terms of his generosity and what he does. He's a lovely person. And there is... Um, I won't blow him up too much, but he's, he's a nice guy. That was unexpected, yeah. That was nice. Thanks, mate. I'm a little bit pissed. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, Summer, <laughs> so I'll call, I'll call you some because that's all that goes in my head at the moment. Uh, Summer, what is in the future for you? What's your ambition? What's your where do you want to be? What's going on? I would like to be a lighting designer. All right. <sighs> so, so, what you ask her, like a 17 year old, what do you want to do when you're older? And they go, I want to be um, an astronaut <laughs> football designer. It's not that. You're like, whatever. What is that a thing? Mind design, yeah. I like arty stuff and being creative and shit. And, and I always shit. wanted sorry. You can swear. I, I always like like you know how I was saying earlier how like the drawings really fascinating and they're quite like good to but nobody ever gets it right because nobody's ever done it and they haven't got experience. So they never actually get it right. I want to be the person that gets it right. That's yeah. cool. So you want to go up? Up the chain to design level. Pardon? You want to go up the chain to design yeah. level. I think that's I'm have to go to uni and I'm not very smart, so I don't know. Don't need to design must be really difficult because 
well, I suppose any kind of design must be difficult. It's in your head. How do you get it from your head out onto paper? And how do you know that X amount of light is going to be enough to light up a wall or colour change a wall? What are the programmes are for? They help you work it all out. Yeah, I like the idea of the, the programmes and whatnot, but like you and me and everyone here who's been on site and experienced it, like a customer can come up to me and go, so how many downlights? So I look at it and I'll literally go, without measuring it, I'll go, you're on six spots in here. Yeah. Well, how do you know that? Because I've done it thousands of times. I, I just do. know that. Yeah. Just just go with it. And they'll go, mm, we'll go for four. And I, I'll adamantly say it's, it's six. And then after it's done, and I put the four in, they'll, you can see them go, ah, don't you, don't you say it. Don't you say it because I, but luckily I left two loops in the ceiling for when you said you wanted two more above the sink. And I'll do it for them. And they'll go, oh, yeah, you were right. It's like, let me just record you before and afterwards so I can show the next customer that says this to me. And Nick's well, like, it's true. another £1,000. So I can buy another... Plus five. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You've got the experience to know. And that's like yeah. why I eventually want to do it when so I've got a bit of experience, obviously. Have you got no plans to go out by yourself, do like your own thing? Um, I'm not very good with money, so I would be a very bad person to have my own company. <laughs> Crazy. Neither am I, but you, if you earn enough, the bits that you spend, it's all right. Yeah, I spend a lot of money. I must admit, I do. For, I do. I'm like Nick as well. I just buy. I worry about it after I bought it, but then yeah, you just. I seem to find a way to get back out of the trouble I got myself into by spending money. So do you know? Do you know what? It's funny because I think all of us here are absolute dummies. Terrible with it. Yeah, I. To be honest with you. My missus is always moaning about, listen, why have you bought that? And I'm like, because I need it. I need <laughs> it right now. Like, I bought this remote control card the other day. I'm never going to play with it. I just want it. All right? I just want it. And I bought it. And she's like, well, why have you spent that money on that? I was like, well, I don't really know. But I also need these bits because I need to customize it. And it's yeah. like, well, what are you going to do with it? I was like, I don't know. I'll probably hang it up in my shed. And she's like, no, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Mate, and this, I have this. So right here is that Ocul the VR headset, the Quest thing that I bought the other week, right? So my mate, I was on about it for ages. My mate sent me a WhatsApp saying, "Oh, look, I just bought. I bought the sixty-four gig Quest," and I was like, <sighs> "I need the hundred and twenty-eight. <laughs> so, I, so out of nowhere, I, know, I sent him a screenshot back. Oh, I just bought the hundred and twenty-eight one because me and him are like we're good mates. We're always in competition with stuff, but I always I outdo him with everything except his camera. That he's just bought like a five grand camera, and I'm like. No, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Nah. I can't do that. But I bought this. I've played on it three times on the one battery. And now I've had it, what, three weeks? And it's been sat there since the entire time because I haven't got around to play on it. But it's just like, it's just little fad things. I'm terrible with fads. Yeah, yeah I'm murder with fads. Um, but listen, this is more like a self-help group. Um, <laughs> let's, end, let's end this podcast. Monday Club. Some sparkette. You've got to say we're out. We're out.